This is Crow Inquisitors, and you're about to listen to some original fiction inspired by the show. The Bishop Holy Knight Delin Tan surveyed the dusty Nazarene town, squinting as the sun began to dip down below the horizon. The horses whinnied from behind him as his charger struggled stubbornly against the groom that had been handed his reins. A part of Delon wanted to take a perverse satisfaction from his war horse's obstinance at being handled by anyone else, but the Holy Knight knew it was a foolish pleasure. It would be better if the mount was steady and reliable, no matter who held his reins. That was who a good servant of the church was. A soldier in chainmail and holding a shield emblazoned with the incomplete circle of the Church of Saron stepped up beside the Holy Knight, shading his eyes against the sun. The man wore thick cloth wrappings around his dark-skinned face to keep out the sand, and when he spoke, he did so with a thick Nazarene accent. An apostate, then. Delon sniffed. They had their uses. Holy Knight, sir, what are your orders? Our prisoners were brought here, Delon said, a bead of sweat dripping down his shaved forehead and down onto his brow. He blinked away the drop and it fell to the sand below him, swallowed up immediately by the dryness of the Nazarene desert. The scouts said as much. I don't plan on failing to recover them. Send in the squires on horseback and tell them to give no quarter. No man, woman, or child is to be left alive. Fear should keep them occupied long enough for me and my guard to arrive and show them what the true wrath of the great god brings. The apostate nodded slowly and bowed as he retreated back towards the waiting warband. Delon went back to his observation of the Nazarene settlement as another drop of sweat ran down his tattooed scalp. The Holy Knight tugged one of his plated gauntlets off and ran a hand across his head, feeling the slick sweat drip from his fingers as he thought through his strike on the settlement before him. He felt the inexorable force of the Church of Saron urging him forward, though there was no superior officer accompanying his band, urging him to fight, kill, purge. He took one last deep breath before returning his gauntlet to its place and turning to take the reins of his warhorse back from the groom, who had managed to calm the charger down at least enough to not agitate the other horses. Delon began reciting scripture in his mind as he watched the dust cloud follow his squires galloping towards the town, their plate gleaming in the fading sun. There is no mercy, he thought, for the wicked. Three years later. Delon splintered the door with one kick, sending shards of wood flying into the waiting antechamber. The bishop's palace, and that's what it was, a palace, was lavishly decorated, filled with tapestries and intricately carved furniture. The door itself had been a fine piece of woodwork, at least until a few moments ago. The servant who had denied him entrance had stumbled and fallen and was now staring up at him with horror from the stonework of the palace floor, his mouth moving silently as his lungs tried and failed to produce speech. Where is he? Delon demanded, his voice at once the roar of a crashing wave and the quiet deadliness of a lion about to pounce on its unsuspecting prey. He held his six-foot-long sword in one hand, knuckles white on the hilt. His fury had flamed quickly enough that he hadn't bothered to put on his armor, but there was almost no chance that he would need it. He had long been the best swordsman among the Holy Knighthood, and that reputation alone would likely fend off more blades than plate ever could. The servant sputtered in abject terror, and while he regained his composure, Delon glanced around briefly at the antechamber, 
and noted the flicker of candlelight coming from what he assumed was the dining hall. He stalked off in that direction, ignoring the half-voice whimpers coming from the house servant he had left. The dining hall was empty, save for two other servants, who must have been in the middle of cleaning up from the night's meal, but now stood staring at Dullin's blade and tattoos. Where is the Bishop Ard? I have business I would discuss with him. Dullin's anger was burning more carefully now, the initial flare that comes from adding new fuel to a fire having died down into a more respectable but no less dangerous blaze. The servant's eyes widened, and they said nothing for a moment, so Dellen crossed the room directly towards one of them, sword point low. The man stepped backwards in step with Dellen, as if pushed by an invisible wall, before finally tripping over the fine rug that decorated the floor of the hall and tumbling to the ground. The serving tray he had been holding had been arrayed with various sausages, and the better portion of the dish fell across his clothing, like his entrails had been gutted and pulled out through his stomach for the sport of the crows. The man cried out and brought his arms over his head in a useless attempt to deflect whatever blow Dellen had planned. The other servant stood nearby, shaking for only a moment longer, before he turned tail and bolted into the kitchen. Dellen, his eyes flickering with holy hatred, brought his sword to the fallen man's throat and slowly lifted the servant's chin drawing a thin line of blood across the underside of his jaw. Meet my eyes, servant. I won't ask again. Dellen's voice at once did not waver, but seemed to also growl softly, the timbre of his voice creating a terrifying vibrato that seemed to draw all attention to himself. The man glanced up from where he lay, covered in a vision of his future if he did not do as Dellen demanded, and so he spoke softly and almost painfully. The bishop, he retired to his study about half an hour ago. The servant gulped. Should, should I send for him, my lord? That won't be necessary, Dellen said. Though, if I may offer a word of spiritual advice, I would find a partner. The sin you have accrued for working for a man such as him is likely enough to damn your soul already. But there is always hope. Dellen took the sword away from the man's neck and left him lying on the floor of the dining hall, crying softly to himself. The door to the bishop's study was partially open, and so Dellen let it remain on its hinges and instead swung it open and stepped forward into the room, sword still in hand, with the authority of a man of the law bringing justice to those that deserved it. Dellen's face fell as he saw that Bishop Ard was slumped over his cushioned chair, a bottle of some stronger alcohol clutched in the crook of one arm, passed out in a drunken stupor. The Holy Knight felt the flame of his anger burn hotter. How dare this man deprive him of the satisfaction of proper judgment? Dillon needed to see the expression on the man's face as he realized what he had done and what was now coming for him. A low growl came from the back of the Holy Knight's throat as he crossed the distance to the bishop, a man in his mid-forties with a gaunt face and broad shoulders. Dillon snatched the bottle from the man's arms and threw it across the room. It shattered into a thousand pieces against a bookshelf on the far side of the study, splashing liquid against the leather-bound book shelved neatly against the wall. Ard didn't stir at the noise, and so Dillon felt his growl increase in volume. He brought one foot up to kick the man square in the chest, sending him reeling backward as the chair tipped over into another bookshelf. The bishop finally sputtered awake and cried out as the books crashed atop him in a jumbled pile. The man, dressed in a deep blue vestment, glanced around the room, 
rapidly blinking as his eyes struggled to adjust to his newly conscious state. When he finally understood where he was and noticed Delin standing over him like a demon of war, sword in hand, he managed a half-choked yelp. What are you doing? I have come for you, Bishop Ard. I am here to give you holy and right justice. Do you have any last words? The man stared in shock for a moment, before his face hardened with rage. How dare you accuse me of sin! I will have your head for this night! He pushed his arms down to right himself someone on the floor before Delin brought the point of his sword to the man's face. You know what you have done. You have sinned against the great God and against the laws of his holy church. What do you have to say for yourself? I know nothing and I will say nothing. Guards! Guards! The man shouted, the veins in his neck beginning to pop. You will be damned for this night! Damned! Delin growled and pressed the tip of his blade into the man's cheek. Ard cut off his retort with a sharp inhale, and then ran his gaze up the sword to Delin's face. The Holy Knight saw the bishop's expression fall as the man finally began to understand what was happening. Please, the man said, eyes wide with terror. Why would you? Please. Delin tried to smile as the moment he had been waiting for came. This was it. The man understood. But where was the glow of satisfaction he had been waiting for? The sweet sensation of victory? Delin felt nothing. The righteous anger boiling in his blood felt cold all of a sudden, and Delin almost dropped the point of his sword down. Then he remembered what the house guard had told him. I need to hear it from you, Delin said in a deadly whisper. What did you do to her? The bishop glanced around, as if looking for the woman he was referring to. Who? What do you mean? Please, just explain yourself. I I'm sure this is all just a- My sister, Delin screamed. Your wife! What have you done to her? The man spluttered some more. I don't know what you mean, I've- Delin stepped forward, and in one smooth motion, leaned down, brought his left hand up to the bishop's throat, and pressed him against the now-empty bookshelf. With his other hand, he brought his sword around to hold the edge to the soft underside of the man's jaw. Look me in the eye and tell me you have not disgraced her, that you have not dishonored your oaths. If you can do that, then I will not kill you. I have not, the man choked out, too quickly. I promise you, holy knight, I have been nothing but loving and faithful to my bride. You have nothing to worry. Delin closed his eyes as the man began to fall over himself, trying to explain. The Holy Knight sighed, and then waited for his anger to burn hot once more. It never did. After a moment, he hoisted the bishop up to his feet and released him, turning away and dropping his sword arm until the blade scraped the floor of the study. The man gasped and choked for a moment as he regained his breath, and then spoke in a harsh whisper. What possessed you to do something like this, Holy Knight? There will be repercussions. There have to be. You have crossed a line here today. He took another deep breath and then called out, Guards! Where are the blasted guards? Delin stood, eyes closed again, waiting for something. Anything. The man had been lying. The bishop had done everything he had been accused of. Beatings. Rape starving his sister to keep her from losing her slight figure. 
Dellen could tell when someone was lying to him. He had been around his brother long enough for that. He should kill Ard. But why did he feel this way? Why had his anger faded so quickly? He seemed to remember another time, not so long ago, when he had been in the Nazarene desert, faced with a similar choice. A warlord who had enslaved some Serrano captured from a stronghold of the Holy Knighthood. Camp workers, washmates, wives of soldiers come to care for their men. The warlord had killed the men and made the women into concubines. Delin had given the order to destroy the warlord's village and everyone who lived there. Those people had been infidels, heretics. Not only that, but supporters of the warlord and his debauchery. Delin had felt the same way then, he thought. Hollow. Empty. No burning anger to guide his weapon. But he had still done what was required of him. He had come to realize that with the gifts he had been given, the insight he had gained over the scriptures, he could not be just a servant of the church. He was called to be the sword of God himself. No mercy, he recited silently once more, for the wicked. Delin turned around and swung his sword, and in a flash of red, the bishop's head was separated from his body. Blood gushed out of the body's exposed neck, and the study was soon slick with crimson liquid, staining the books scattered across the floor with the lifeblood of their owner. Delin saw from the corner of his eye that some house guards had finally arrived, too late to protect their charge. They stood in a mixture of shock and awe as Delin stood there, his blade gleaming with the red of blood and the red of the moon outside. And then another figure emerged from the corridor outside the study. A woman in a pale gossamer shift, with dark hair that tumbled around her slender, delicate shoulders. Ipana met Delin's eyes with confusion, and then her gaze drifted down to the blood and body of her now late husband. She screamed, and her hand went to her mouth as tears began to pour down her cheeks like a silent waterfall. Dylan frowned and reached a hand towards her, ready to explain everything. And then he saw Alphonse. His brother stepped up behind their sister, wearing disheveled clothing as if he had just thrown them on in a hurry. His long black hair matched their sister's perfectly, and his handsome bearded face was pale and clammy as he took in the scene before him. Dellen's mind, for a moment, refused to accept what he was seeing. That had been the one rumor he had not truly believed. But then his anger returned. The fire burned bright once more, and this time the blaze threatened to burn him up with its intensity. His sword hand went white as he tightened his grip and stepped toward his brother, ready to end him as neatly as he had ended Ard. But the guards finally regained their composure and lunged towards Delin. The Holy Knight's vision had gone entirely red as his mind reeled at his brother's debauchery, and the house guard subdued him in a matter of moments. Delin struggled weakly, but eventually gave in to their grip as his blood boiled. As he was dragged off, he met Alphonse's gaze. His twin's eyes were wide, as so many others had been this night, and Delin growled another guttural battle cry towards his brother. No mercy, he said his words dripping with hatred for the wicked.